Hi friends, you're listening to Created Podcast, and we're your hosts, Amanda, Taffy, and Emily. Every week, we will take a deep dive into the topic of worth and identity, and how by discovering more of who God is, we can discover more of who we are created to be. No matter if you're a lifelong Christ follower, new to the faith, exploring, or skeptical, our hope as we tackle discussions around this topic is that you will find we are all not too different in our struggles. We believe there is hope, clarity, and confidence in understanding our worth and identity. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Created. I have the absolute pleasure today to introduce my wonderful sister. As you guys know, if you've been following along, we have been doing interviews of the created team. So Taff went first. Last week was me and this week is Mandy. So um, today we have Taffy, myself and Amanda all here and we have the pleasure of just hearing Amanda's heart and all the things that the Lord has taught her so far and just get to ask her some questions this week. And I have to give her a shout out as you if you've been listening for a long time, you know this, but Mandy is really just the visionary and the driver and just the heart behind created. And I have to give her a big shout out because this would not be happening without her leadership and her guidance and just really her pushing us to be better and do better. And so thanks, Mand, for for doing that for all of us. Well, that was incredibly kind. (laughs) Thank you. But it is a team. This is a team effort over here. So I appreciate that. It is a team effort, but you are the leader of of the team. We all need a leader and you you are a leader. So thank you. Amen. Yes. Well, we are going to jump right into it. Usually we do start with our classic identity and worth question. However, today we are going to shift a little bit. We are going to get to that one second. But today with Mand, we thought we would start with a little bit more of a fun question. So ever since we were little, little, like probably three, Amanda was drinking tea. We grew up in Canada. That was just what you did. I hated tea. (laughs) Mandy always had a much more sophisticated palate than I did. So she (laughs) loves tea, which I was wondering, man, could you share with us your favorite type of tea? And like, do you like it iced or hot? Or is there a flavor that has to go, you know, ice and a flavor that has to go hot? I will share. Okay. So yes, big tea drinker over here. Um, And I love all types of tea. I will say, I think, so hot tea, um, it would be Earl Grey or English breakfast. (laughs) Um, I'm a true, I don't necessarily like just black. Like I really do like the floral aspect Mm. of the Earl Grey. Um, And that's hot to me. Like I always, there's nothing, there's truly nothing more like comforting to me than like a cup of Earl Grey tea. Obviously, like Emily said, it was that's like was just a part of my childhood. So I think there's just something like I don't know, help me about that. So then, when it comes to all the other types of teas, I'm also just a big fan of tea in general. But once we moved to the states and specifically to Arizona, where it was hotter than hot, uh, iced tea became the thing. And so, I really love all my herbal teas iced. I'll enjoy them in the dead of winter warm, <laughs> maybe sometimes still go with them iced, but uh, yeah, my black okay, teas, I like one, my one herbal herbal. Teas, I like iced. 
Pick one herbal. What? If I'm going to the store, I have one to pick herbal? one. What is it? <laughs> oh. Okay, you gotta go. What is your herbal <laughs> tea at the moment? <laughs> there you go. What's in your what's your go to? Well, right okay. Now? Well, I guess I will surprise everyone with a little uh secret that we have been keeping. Because my herbal teas at the moment have been raspberry leaf tea and nettle tea. And that is because we are expecting baby number two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Come the end of March, beginning of April. And those two teas in particular are very good for pregnancy. So those have been my go-to teas. So, (laughs) yeah. I'm excited. I I feel like... Way to drop that in there. Yeah, I feel like this has been like one of those. <laughs> I know, I was like, well, I guess. I those things like, I'm like, can I keep the secret? Can I really? Oh my goodness. I'm going to just like say something and this is going to be so out of context. I know. So I'm really happy you. you Thank you. Yes. Know. I mean, it, funny enough, Emily and I are only like four weeks apart. Anyways, yes. 15 weeks, almost 16. So very exciting. So good. All right. Um, I think we're going to do another fun one and then we're going to dive into um, our question that we usually um, ask at the beginning of, of our interviews. So fly or drive? I feel like this is a quick one for you. Fly. <laughs> <laughs> is that all I should say? <laughs> should I expand? I'm 100%. 100% I think that's good. Fly. Fly. <laughs> I'm like, the faster you get me there, the better. I would rather be in an airport and on a plane and I can get up and down than be stuck in a car for like 14 hours if I'm trying to get somewhere. So I do like a long drive occasionally, but I am fly all the way. Oh, 14 hours. Say no to driving oh, gosh, for 14 yeah. hours. No, no thanks. Absolutely not. <laughs> not for me. Oh my goodness. Okay. So here we go. What has been an area of biggest growth in your identity? Or what was something you struggled to believe about yourself and how has God changed, use it to change you? Yeah. I laugh because I know that we asked this question to all of our guests and then you guys have all answered this question too. But when you have to think about it, it's quite a large question. (laughs) It's an all-encompassing life question, I feel like. So uh, really, really simply, I feel like one of the biggest areas or things that the Lord has taught me about my identity really throughout my life is that I am not what I do, but what I do has purpose. And I think, I guess there's a lot that goes into my story from when I was younger and really shifted all the way through up really to where I'm at now, where I feel confident to say that that's actually what I believe. And that's actually what I'm walking out of right now in this season of my life. But it has taken a lot for me to get to that space. And I've had to walk through a lot in order to really shed, I think, the really big root of the lie that I really had to perform in order to please the Lord. And I had to perform in order to please people. Like I just held myself to such a high standard. So that is really what I feel like has been the biggest area that the Lord has grown me in is in my doing. It's not who I am, yeah. but what I do has mm. purpose. So you kind of mentioned that it's been something that you've gone through your whole life. Will you kind of take us back to where that started for you and what that looked like? Yes. <laughs> so 
we'll go back to kind of elementary school, or I guess when we moved to the United States, that was a really pivotal time in my life, even though I was young. Um, I think it really spurred. How old were you? I was seven, right, Emily? Was I seven? <laughs> yes, yes okay. Seven. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't asking for me. <laughs> I like couldn't remember. No, I know, but I, I was like, was I six? Was I seven? I was in that range. <laughs> um, oh, you're so cute. But yes, you were seven. Yeah, I was nine. Yeah, okay. So I think like one of the biggest things um, in that stage of life is not only are you um you're kind of at that pivotal learning stage so moving countries when you're learning how to spell when you're learning how to pronounce things when you're learning how to fit in and make friends there was uh, a lot of anxiety that came when i moved being a new person not knowing anybody and being already a really sensitive little girl and being a, a very tender-hearted girl <laughs> that really approached things that I like Emily wanted to please my parents but I also just really wanted to excel like I wanted to be really good at everything um and so that caused a lot of anxiety uh, moving into something like that and in school I actually really struggled when it did come to things like spelling and I would spell something a Canadian way and it was wrong on my spelling test but actually I did spell it right <laughs> but it was wrong but then I actually learned that I also had struggled a little bit with like dyslexia although never specifically diagnosed my principal ended up taking me out of class twice a week to work on my spelling and to work on like just aspects of the curriculum that I was falling behind in and reading out loud was a really big struggle for me and we had to do that often so there was extreme anxiety when I had to read aloud whenever it came to my turn also that all like spurred on something uh, called hyperhidrosis and although it can be genetic it's often triggered in your body by stress and so at that time um I started experiencing the symptoms of hyperhidrosis and for those who don't know what that is it's just <laughs> it's glamorous I've shared about it before on the podcast is it's excessive sweating through your hands and your feet so you're body can often struggle that when you feel anxiety to cool your body down and so it releases extra sweat through your hands and feet and when you're a little girl at seven eight nine like those I feel like are the years that you're like skipping it in the hallway with your friends and everyone's high-fiving and like all that type of stuff even when it came to me holding a pencil like my hands would be sweaty and I would like make my paper wet when I would be writing, it was just so embarrassing. And so I think there was just a lot of um, stuff kind of in my elementary years that kind of rooted this place of fear, but I really overcompensated with trying to achieve, I guess, at that point. So to compensate for not being very good in school, I worked really, really, really hard to be good. And I worked really, really hard to not step out of line in class I worked really hard to be and present myself to be the best that I could and I really held myself to an extremely high standard honestly because I think I felt like I was failing in other areas so that's kind of where it stemmed from I guess in elementary school and I know that that was <laughs> kind of a lot to expand on in elementary school but moving into high school it also continued just 
I wasn't, I always, I laugh about this. I've shared this on the podcast as well. I always say that I was like the black sheep of the family. I was not the soccer player, which my entire family was. I always, uh, I did dance. I did gymnastics. I did volleyball. Obviously volleyball became my sport later on, but I just did a lot of different things. And I also think because of that, partially that sense of failure really followed me, I think, through a lot and stemmed uh, through a lot of the decisions that I ended up making. And if it wasn't the best at something, I really had a hard time continuing in it because I felt, well, if I'm not the best, then then I guess this isn't for me. <laughs> and so uh, when it came into high school, um, we had a big transition in our family. We went from a private school to a public school. So yes, my like faith was tested. And I really believe that in high school, the, lot, the Lord really showed me um, who he was and who I was in him and my faith in finding confidence in walking into very different and secular place although private school it does not mean you're sheltered from everything trust me but um obviously going into a very very large public school you do have to decide whether you're going to stand for the values that you have or not and I do believe that the Lord really refined that area of my life in high school that maybe in my performance I was still struggling with fear but when it came to him I did not struggle with the confidence that he had given me and who he was but I struggled in who I was in him if that makes sense so that was still a big area where even if we're talking about insecurities, right, with things that stemmed from my hyperhidrosis, we can, there's a slew. High school came with me having really bad cystic acne. I was, I went through a really tough phase with my teeth. I have a fake tooth. I have a veneers. I have had my teeth knocked out. I have gone through seasons of having to have a retainer with a tooth attached to it. I would have to take out to eat at lunch. I was like a pirate for a long time. I like I really went through some <laughs> like uh, uh, what do you say uh, physical uh, identity things in high school for sure. But um, yeah, I I think that I don't know if that totally answers your question. I think a lot of that stemmed from those things in elementary and high school. So as you were talking, there there was just a part that you were saying about you know, just even in the midst of that, um, like, I think just to go back and just unpack that a little bit, because I feel like you said it, but I think our viewers would love to know a little bit more, like, you, you were, you were confident in who God, God was, but you weren't confident in, in who you were. Yeah. Am I, am I yeah. saying it correctly? Yeah. So could you just unpack that for us? Like, what, what yeah. was that like? Like, so you were confident, like, you know, it's God, he's amazing, he's great. But when it came to who you were, there was a bit of a struggle. Um, was it hard to correlate, like, what God says or says who you are? Yeah. Or, yeah, just help For us sure. understand what, what that was like. <laughs> I think high school in general is a hard space as you are still figuring out who you are, I really believe. Um, and although I mm -hmm. would never negate youth because I really do believe that the Lord works in the heart of the young and 
the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit in a 12 year old, the same that the Holy Spirit is in a 50 year old. Mm -hmm. And so I think that what the Lord was teaching me about himself and who he was, I really, obviously there was confidence, I guess, in who I was that did stem from that. Um, so when it came to living differently than my friends, I had no problem because Mm -hmm. I believed who God says he was. So I did not, I believe that his promises were true and that the things that he put in place were for protection. So I didn't want to drink and I didn't want to get drunk and I didn't want to involve myself with a bunch of guys. And I was not wanting to live that lifestyle because I had so much joy. Like there was nothing missing in my life. (laughs) walking with Christ in high school. I think everyone always was like, why don't you come to the parties? Why don't you, I mean, I barely even went to football games. Like, why don't you do all of these things? And I just was like, I don't feel a lack in my life. Like, honestly, it's so full. I have beautiful friends at church. We would go out and do excursions every weekend. Like I had my friends, obviously Emily was there for a few of the years. And so that aspect of knowing who Christ is, like knowing his word, knowing why he even said things for my protection. I was like, these are the things I'm going to stand on. Like, I really believe that Mm -hmm. God is blessing me in these ways by walking in obedience. When it came to maybe not knowing exactly who I was, I think that what I had shared even previously from being a really little girl, being tenderhearted, being very, very sensitive, and it's still something I am quite sensitive still to this day, that really seeded deep, deep root of failure and of what I only learned to be later in life as I went to therapy and counseling was performance anxiety. I had a really Mm -hmm. deep-rooted aspect that I really struggled with in what I would do, so how I would perform in school, how I would perform on the volleyball court, how I would perform um, within, uh, this sounds funny, but like even the standard of my family, Emily took a very traditional route of things. <laughs> We've talked about this a lot. Like she, soccer, soccer in college, nursing school, marriage. Like it's very traditional. So even this, and uh, the rest of my family is also very academic, very, very smart, all my cousins and everyone. And so I think that that aspect of feeling the pressure to have to and to have to do in order to receive some of that worth or like that that determined who I was I was Amanda at the time Ravenhill and that Ravenhill was and had to be a certain thing and so because of that I often felt like I was failing so I pushed a little harder but I think yeah that that um, performance side really kind of drove sometimes my decisions to finish something or not and sometimes in a good way and sometimes in a bad so how did you kind of like or what I guess did you take away or learn from that time the most of like bringing you out of like okay I'm not going to do volleyball I'm going to go to YWAM I'm not going to take the traditional route what what gave you the drive or confidence to be able to just kind of step out and really just do what you felt that the Lord was having you do at the time. 
So I think to kind of go back to what I had just um, previously said in, I had no problem in that season being confident in who God was. And that really never wavered and has never really wavered in my life. It's been the process of figuring out who he's created me to be in him. And I know those things really do go hand in hand because obviously the more you know the Lord, the more you grow in confidence in who you are. But I do truly believe in that season of high school, which for everyone, I think we can all look back at high school. There's just a lot you grow through you don't know about yourself it's just a very molding season of life and thank the lord i am not that person that i was back then although she wasn't bad you know so i would say that confidence though came from really being like okay lord i don't see my purpose and i kind of i was set to be like follow my dad's footsteps like be the businesswoman be like go to go to university go to business school follow that direction and it was kind of that and go to college for for volleyball all that type of stuff and to be honest it was a mix I think of two things it was I don't I do not feel like that is what the Lord is saying the direction my life is I truly don't feel that is my purpose so I have always kind of had a sense of if I don't see the purpose of the Lord in it. That's not what I want to do. And it's not where I want to be. And also at the same time, school was really hard for me. And again, it's not something that I was like, I'm not going to go because I don't like school. I just was like, for me to be motivated and for me to really say I'm all in, I need to know that that's where the Lord has me. And so I was able to step back and say, okay, Lord, I do I'm not necessarily seeing totally clearly what the purpose is that you have for me. So I'm going to dedicate six months of my life, which seems like a short amount of time in this season of my life, to give to you, to allow you to work in me, to move, and to give me direction. And it's very common, actually, in Canada to take a gap year in between your high school and your university to travel and to go. And for the Christian world, it's really common to do YWAM or Cape and Ray or one of those types of Bible schools. Uh, So I had lots of friends in Canada that had gone to YWAM and learning about that. I was like, this is really what I feel like the Lord is saying is just saying, Hey, I know that you don't feel a direction right now. So step closer to me, like then just move towards me and I will give you an answer. And so that's, again, like I said, I, I had no problem being confident in who God was and what he was like saying in those ways. Um, and again, it's not that I wasn't, didn't have confidence or didn't carry myself in a certain way. I wasn't super insecure. I wasn't this like shell of a person in high school. Um, that's not, I guess what I'm wanting to say. Cause I, I did have confidence in the Lord, but I'm, I guess I'm just more speaking to in some of those aspects, there was just a root that I was really unaware of also at that time. But my confidence, I guess that's where it came from, to be able to make those decisions, to be able to move forward in something that wasn't the norm. Uh, I really did have confidence in the Lord and what he was saying, so. So good. Um, I think just taking just a few steps back, I know that um, those were like, it was a really big decision to go to YWAM, but there were also just significant things that you did say no to in terms of, um, 
you know, going down the path of volleyball or going down the path of, of college or university? Like, what was that like navigating that with your, um, like, obviously you had teachers that also were like, no, this is not what you should do. The coaches, you know, even your parents, like, what was it like to actually go, this is what I believe that I should be doing and what path I should be taking um, as opposed to what everybody else thought that you should be doing? So like I said, it's common in Canada and it is not common in the United States to take a gap year at all. It's also, it's kind of frowned upon and it's like, what are you doing? Why would you defer? And so when it came, uh, and of course, Emily and I have talked about, we, our parents are amazing. Um, we definitely though had both struggled with wanting to really please our parents, not in a bad way. I think there is a balance there. You want to honor and respect your parents uh, 100% and that's biblical. But um, yeah, there was a sense of, oh, okay, I'm going to have to tell my parents that I am not going to do what they expect and or maybe have hoped for me, I guess would maybe be a better word. I don't know if they necessarily held expectations, but I definitely do believe that they held desires and hopes for us like any parent. So when it came to sharing my heart, that really kind of came my junior year. So grade 11, that's really when the year starts for you to start looking at especially with volleyball and college and all that type of stuff. A lot of that happens that year. So that's when I brought it up. Um, And at the beginning, it was very much like, hmm, okay, are you sure this is (laughs) what you want to do? Okay, that's great. But like, what's your plan for when you come home? Like, are you like, let's apply to the universities. Like, let's make sure that when you come home, you have a plan, you know, it was more so, are you sure you want to go? And okay, if you go, like, what's your plan for afterwards? Like, where are you going to go to school and that type of stuff? Uh, So yeah, for sure at the beginning, it was not a, woohoo, yeah, that's fantastic. Like, go for it. Um, Which of course, I think every parent that's good when their 18, 17 year old comes and says, yeah, I'm going to go to Australia for six months right after I graduate high school. Peace out parents. You know, I think any parent is like, okay, hold up, let's pump the brakes. (laughs) Let's talk about this. (laughs) Um, so it was, it was, it was quite a long conversation, um, of me really sharing with my parents what I feel like the Lord is saying, what I feel like he's doing in my life why I feel like there's purpose in this, why I don't feel like there's purpose in taking that next step exactly right now, and kind of all of these reasons. It was really a process of walking along my parents in something that the Lord had walked me along. I think oftentimes, even especially at that young age, we can think that when the Lord speaks or when the Lord says something, that that's all that matters and that the Lord should just automatically speak to everybody else about that. But I think we have to be humble in knowing that if the Lord's saying something to us, he's really had to bring us along on a journey to get there. And we can't expect people to be at that same spot in the journey when they haven't taken that same step. So learning to walk those steps with my parents was really pivotal in that point of my life as well to just honor and step back and say, I'm not going to expect you to to have the same conviction I have, but I'm going to walk you along as to how I got here. And once I did that, they were fully on board and they were very supportive and they were, yeah, they were all for me going to YWAM. Now, again, we kind of went through the, uh, 
after I came back from Wyoming and decided to go back on staff, we repeated that. <laughs> there, there, that whole situation just happened again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, that that's really, I guess, my point. I would love to make in that parent and honoring situation is that no matter if it's a parent or if it's a leader or if it is a friend in your life, I think that you can expect people to know what the Lord is saying to you and for them to have the same conviction. It's it's really allowing people to come along the journey with you instead of holding an expectation over somebody um, and honoring them along the way. So, yeah. yeah. Oh. You just summed that up so beautifully. I think so many times um, we hear things from the Lord, but we actually arrest people with that thing going, oh, the Lord has told me, so everybody else jump on board. And we actually like um, prematurely terminate relationships because they're not quite where we are at. And then we push them aside in Oh, the Lord said, but actually God's heart is not for us to terminate relationships prematurely like that. But like what you've said, you know, is to walk alongside your loved ones as and and there comes a time. Sometimes they will catch on and be on the same road. But then actually after sometimes after walking that out, you have to actually decide, Okay, we might just go our separate ways. But I just wanted to just highlight three things that you said. One was that you humbled yourself and you came before your your parents, you know, and and were willing to to do the journey. And I think a lot of the time, sometimes when we have a word, we're not willing to do the journey. The other thing was that as you walk that journey, you walked it from a place of honor and respect. And and I think, you know, a, a lot of the times we are living in a generation where um, we say things and we're very outspoken and it's my truth. And, you know, there's just a lot of things happening, but we're losing out on the fundamentals of humbling ourselves and walking in honor and respect um, for our parents, for our loved ones, for our leaders um, in that and and it's not always going to be perfect, you know, like I'm sure all of us have walked through that and it hasn't been perfect. But thank you so much for just sharing that in such a beautiful way and and summing it up in a beautiful little package. You bet. <laughs> I just want to add on too before we before we move, I think that kind of your your walk through like what that looked like for you. I remember hearing parts of it from both sides. And I think that. It is a being in high school and a junior or and a teenager. We, I mean, I'm speaking personally. We think we know everything, and we think that we have it all figured out. And so, I think that just being aware of that when we are young, I think that is wisdom from the Lord that we should honor our parents or say even if you like. The Bible doesn't say to like just honor your parents. It says to honor, you know, the people in authority, the people that um, like pastors and teachers and people in your life who are speaking truth into you. And I think that it is always a good thing, especially when you're a teenager. And I think Mandy said it so well to humble yourself. That's such a hard thing to do when you're 17 is to be like, I, I just, thought I knew everything for sure when I was 17 years old. So I think this really hits home for me. But I think that like if we can at a young age step back and be like, okay, like I feel like the Lord's telling me this or I feel like I should walk in this direction. I'm going to have a discussion with my parents about like this or whoever that 
whatever person in your life that 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 applies to that is honoring to the Lord whether and then how they take it and how it you know how it plays out from there you know as long as you are honoring the Lord and everything that you say and do I think that when we can take a step back from a young age and really approach things that way I think it really helps to honor relationships to obviously honor the Lord and but I guess what I'm trying to say is I think at a at a young age and at an older age, it takes that conscious thought of like, okay, how am I going to step forward in this in a way that's honoring to the Lord? How am I going to not be quick to anger if it doesn't go the way that I want it to? Or how does, you know, I think Amanda, obviously like there were hard conversations with my parents. There were times when they thought something different than what she did, but ultimately Amanda, wanted what the Lord wanted for her and my parents wanted what the Lord wanted for her. And I think that's huge too in this situation. My parents do love the Lord. They want yeah. the best for Amanda's life. And so, and I'll just put, yeah, I just had to throw that in there. Cause I think that that that's huge. I'll put a verse that really challenged me and, um, shaped, I guess my communication in that season of my life. And actually then the Lord, when I went to do my DTS, he asked me to like memorize the whole chapter, but it's James three. And this is like 13 through 18, but it says wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. That if you (laughs) are in any friendship or in any relationship in your life, parent, friend, boyfriend, marriage, that can be hard to actually walk out living uh, with that wisdom and communication. And that was very, very challenging for me. And I'm not saying that I did it perfectly in that season. Like to be very transparent, my dad and I had very difficult conversations. Uh, That was actually probably one of the hardest times in our relationship of tension (laughs) of uh, walking out that process together. So I didn't always do it well. Um, but that was a very challenging and I think maybe a verse that summarizes what uh, a biblical ground of walking something like that out looks like. So it was not wisdom for me. Let me tell you, I had to ask for that. <laughs> Amen, sister. We all do. That's where wisdom comes from is from the Lord. So exactly. you, you are just a good example. And I appreciate you sharing all that because I know as an older sister, watching you go through that I didn't have all of those little things like now looking back it's like okay those were little things but no in the time those were big things you went through getting glasses getting I don't think I don't know if she mentioned this she had eight teeth pulled and then the next day she had braces put on like she even like the hyperhidrosis thing has been huge for her and I think something that I have so admired about my sister is that she isn't someone to try to make everyone feel sorry for her or to ever be down on her like she may have been down internally on herself but she has always had like this joy of the lord that radiates to the people around her and so i have always really looked up to her in that sense of like all the adversities that she did go through as a young as a young girl she has overcome them tenfold and like truly part of the reason why we really wanted her to go all the way back to the beginning is because I really feel like it speaks to the woman that she is today and all of those things that the Lord taught her through her journey 
have really impacted who Amanda is, who we, who I feel like I have the, the honor of being able to see where God has brought her in like a first hand um, view, but just being able to really see the picture of who Amanda is. And, and I even, I think that coming back to why, why is this podcast important to Amanda? Why did she want to start this? Why is, why is this something that she feels is necessary? And I, and I think, and I hope that through her story, you see that identity and worth in Christ is what has carried Amanda through every adversity in her life. And while she may not have known that as a little seven-year-old girl, the Lord was carrying her on this journey and really guiding her every step of the way. And her heart to the Lord and her sensitivity to the spirit as a young age, at a young age, sorry, was pivotal in her life. And I think that Obviously, she's grown so much in her worth and identity and whether it's physical, whether it's confidence in, you know, who God says she is, this is all where the stem of this podcast comes from is her heart for people to know who they are in Christ. And I think that the Lord has just so perfectly woven every little piece of her story. And that's not even all of her story. I know that we're leaving out a big portion of it but she has just overcome a lot and I think that that is such a beauty of the Lord when we get older and we can look back in our lives and see the places that God has carried us and the the reasons why he allows us to go through trials and tribulations and things in our life is to see where he's brought us and how he's carried us through and use these to further his kingdom and for man to have this heart to share God's love and for people to know who they are in Christ. So yeah. Thanks Mandy so much for, for sharing that. Of course. I know that we're wrapping up at this moment. Um, So I think maybe something I'll just add right here at the end when it comes to worth and identity. And I know we won't really talk about it too much as we close here, but I think one of the things that I really want to share, um, I'm pregnant, so I'll probably get emotional, but I'd probably get emotional, but even if I wasn't pregnant, it's fine. (laughs) Um, yeah, thanks for those sweet words, Emily, but I think it's really, it's just the desire of my heart is I think for the little girl, for the high schooler, for the girl right out of college for the new mom for the single woman for the woman in her 50s the woman in her 60s um 70s 80s until we meet Jesus to know that we have such a beautiful purpose in the Lord and I think no matter what we go through although I feel like the the parts of my story that I shared today were so minor (laughs) Often, I don't really talk about some of those things when it comes to if I'm sharing more vulnerable about aspects of where I've walked through in my worth and identity because the root of some of that fear led me into a really toxic friendship for multiple years. Um, That led me into counseling for multiple years (laughs) outside of it. Um, But I think that even the beauty of looking at a whole story or a whole person is always knowing that the Lord is weaving himself into every aspect 
and he never ever lets anything go for waste and I think you know as I cry my way through this I just see so many people I think in my life and around me and obviously you can just look at the world right now there's such a lost people and there's so much confusion and there's so much hurt and there is you know so much uh despair I guess I would say anxiety and depression and just confusion truly and I think that's one of the biggest things obviously the Lord has placed on my heart is I know what it's like to feel like even a shell of yourself and not know what direction to turn or who you are but I also know and I can sit here now on this side of things being in full confidence the Lord has created me as beloved and a daughter and I am so confident in who he has set me to be and also in my purpose and that I get to walk out in any vessel that the Lord gives me and that doesn't change in my circumstances and I just I know that there is confidence in the Lord that you can have and I know that he's good and I know that he's true and so I think that I know that we maybe talked about smaller aspects of my story um, today, but I think that there is a beauty in knowing that from little age to where I'm at now to where I'm going to grow with the Lord, that he's going to forever take me on a journey and nothing is too small for the Lord to use. And I think sometimes I maybe focus or I like to focus more on maybe the more painful or hard things because I feel like that justifies like my story (laughs) instead of maybe on something like having acne and braces which just seems minor because every kid goes through that (laughs) um but I will never you know neglect the power of the Lord using something even something that we feel insignificant in our lives to use for his glory so no matter how small or how big I think that the Lord covers it by the blood of Christ only to just draw us closer to him so I guess I just wanted to clarify and to state like although that is a smaller part of my story and the Lord has done a lot in previous seasons and more recent seasons of my life and my worth and identity it's the story that we all carry that no matter what season we go through no matter where we are in life the Lord is so good and he will bring redemption and you are never left alone in those areas and it's a journey with the lord like i i know that i'm not done praise god (laughs) you know and i'm excited to still grow in my identity and my worth in him but yeah Yeah. i just wanted to i guess close with that yeah i think i think in 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 what you have shared um i think it's just reminding ourselves as people who love Jesus, I, I I think one of the things that we were talking about before we even came onto this um, podcast was actually we were saying, um, Amanda, you had some good bones, like you had some good foundations that led you up to the big moments, you know, and I think sometimes in our faith, we glorify the big moments more than we actually glorify the way that the Lord has been weaving the story. And, and that's what we wanted to highlight, especially with, with, with your story that 
there were things that the Lord was laying foundations in way before you even knew the significance of how you were standing for truth, of how you were standing for who God was. You know, it, it wasn't perfect. And, and I think, you know, sometimes we look at things in, in the eyes and just go, but I failed here. It's easier for us to see the things that we didn't walk out well, but it's hard for us to actually celebrate the areas where, where we go. I stood for who God was. I was solid in my faith when everybody, when people around me were not, you know, I was, I was content. I was fulfilled. And, and like, just even the beautiful way you even shared, you know, you, you are talking about every generation of a woman. Your heart cries out for every generation of a woman, for every stage of a woman. And, and, and I want even the younger ones as they listening, you know, to be like, do you know what? Say yes to your faith in your youth. Say yes to your faith in your young days because you're building foundations for things that are going to set you up in your adult years. You are actually saying there will be less heartache in your older years <laughs> when you say yes to your faith in your younger years because you're building foundation and strong bones that are going to give you that courage to stand up for things. Yes, it's not going to be easy. You know what? Being an adult, it is tough on these streets, I tell you. But those foundations we build, they are not, they are not going to go, um, you know, they're not going to go to waste. And, and that is the part where it's like, come on, you know, like let's raise up a generation that are catching on to who God is earlier, earlier in, in, in their walk, you know, earlier in, in their years on this earth so that when they are older, there is a foundation of, um, there's a foundation that is going to strengthen you for the trials and tribulations that come ahead. So I, I think that was a beautiful way for us to wrap, wrap up this episode. Amanda, thank you so much for your vulnerability. Thank you so much for sharing aspects of your life and just going deeper with us. You know, we are that more blessed and enriched um, because you have said yes to the purpose of God in your life. You have said yes to what he has purposed in your life. And we are basically basking in the fruits of that. So thank you. And to our listeners, if this has challenged you, if you have friends out there, reach out to the women in your life, encourage them. You have no idea what a difference it's going to make in their lives. And let's be people that champion each other in our walk with God rather than tear each other down. So that's us. It's a wrap for this week. Have a lovely week and um, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to The Created Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. You can find us at created.podcast on Instagram and also on our website, youarecreated.com. Hope you join us next week, but until then, don't forget, you are created.